This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Bokertov, good morning. How are you? Bokertov, yeah, real-time action in my local area. How that siren that you heard in the background a few moments ago was very, very near to where I am right now. Um, I actually just heard the interceptions overhead of oh, the Iron Dome system. Um, I could hear the bangs Literally, the house shook a moment ago. Um, so if I need to run, I will tell you. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear my sirens. But at the moment, I'm sort of on the alert, ready to run to my bomb shelter if necessary. So I'm just putting you on uh, standby. It's been a relatively quiet uh, night um, in comparison to the last few nights in terms of rocket fire from Gaza um, and indeed from Lebanon. Um, but um, this morning, we have just... Uh, as I've said, had a, a siren very, very close to my local area. So um, that is the current status of where we're at. And, and, and just to be clear, to so this is this is still mostly coming from Gaza because yesterday afternoon there was a lot of confusion around what was happening coming in from the north. It looked like it was going Indeed. completely crazy. And then we got these messages saying, don't worry, it was all a big mistake. Correct. So, so this is coming from Gaza at the moment, um, as far as I can tell. Although we don't, we're not really being told exactly when the sirens go. We don't want to know where it's coming from. We just go. Yeah. Well, at to, that point, you don't um, care, really. Um, but right. So the, the the rocket fire that we're experiencing at the moment, I'm guessing, is is from Gaza, most likely from Gaza. There was a whole commotion from the north yesterday with a report of a kind of infiltration of drones in the north. Um, and in fact, there was even a message that went out on the Home Front Command website saying, and on the, the alert system saying, everybody go to your bomb shelters now until further notice. Um, and we went dashing to our bomb shelters only then to be advised that it was all something of a mistake. And in fact, even the massive infiltration in the north seems to be misreported or some mistake crept in somehow because there was a, a, a many, many reports of drones infiltrating from the north. But indeed, things did certainly escalate on the northern border. Yesterday, there was some rocket fire. There were some warnings. Um, there was there were some skirmishes along the northern border. As of now, I would say we still have not yet reached the point where we could say there is a front open on the northern border. I think we're still not quite there yet. Um, but it's come close over the last day or two. And um, there is certainly an expectation that the northern border may well open up as a front, a more significant front than is the case right now, in spite of um, the U.S. president giving the don't word. If you're thinking about attacking, don't. Mm, mm. Um, and that was clearly directed towards Iran and I, get, and I guess Hezbollah as well. And um, the U.S. president also announced that 
um, a second U.S. aircraft carrier will be on its way to the Mediterranean right now. The Dwight, the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower will join the Gerald, USS Gerald Ford, which is already here in the Mediterranean. So a second U.S. aircraft carrier warship is on its way to the region. Um, and as I said before, um, as I said before, this is the first time that I can recall in Israel's history that um, such a thing has happened. Um, I have my news broadcast just on in the background, and I see a real-time report saying that missiles actually have fallen in my local area, in the Sharon area. There's no current report of anybody having been injured, but as soon as um, there are any updates to that, I will let you know. But apparently some of the missiles that were fired over the last few moments, at least one of them at least, has actually fallen um, in some area around here. Mm. What is the? I was I was speaking to the deputy mayor of Jerusalem a little bit earlier. I'm a little bit mad today. I'm angry today, and I, I oscillate between grief, horror, and anger, and that is many many miles away. What are people feeling around towards Hamas, towards the Israeli government, towards I don't know each other? What is the general feeling there right now? Um, I think there are many different feelings and many different motions going on, and I think we're going to go through the classic mm, grief mm. Um, process, process yeah. which is a relatively well-known and well-documented process. But right now, um, I would summarize the situation and the feelings as follows. In the first instance, thousands of Israelis from all over the world are clamoring to come back here and either to join their force as a result of a compulsory call-up that they've received or to join their unit to volunteer even if they haven't been called up. There are queues at airports around the world with people trying to get onto planes. There are reports of Jewish and Israeli businessmen who have bought tickets for people. One businessman in New York reported to have bought 250 tickets for any person who turned up at the airport and showed that he'd had a call up from the army. The ticket was bought by this person in order to finance the trip back to Israel. So people are just coming back in their thousands in order to sign up to the war effort in order to help, whether it be on a voluntary basis or as a result of a compulsory call up. And I think that there is a lot of recognition and appreciation for the amount of effort <clears throat> that is going into to allow those people, for those people who are coming back in their hundreds, in their thousands. Also, a lot of appreciation for the effort uh, from Jews abroad, both in terms of uh, demonstrations that are happening abroad and in terms of people who are donating and um, coming to um, show their support, either from uh, afar or indeed people coming here in order to show their support. And there's a lot of appreciation for our army and for our um, emergency services, people are feeling very, very grateful for the effort that those people are putting in. So that's in the first mm, instance. Mm. There is massive, massive grief for those who have been lost and those who have been kidnapped at the moment. The, the nation feels the death of every one of its citizens. We almost feel like it's the death of a family member when a soldier dies um, in service or uh, an emergency worker um, is involved in some sort of an incident, injured or, or killed. We almost feel like it's a family member who has been killed, who has been injured. And now we've got thousands of them that we are mourning all at the same time. So there is massive, massive grief and a pall 
of sadness that has descended over our country as a result of those losses. There is a great deal of anger towards Hamas about the way that they um, have behaved um, in these circumstances. And there is a lot of anger at the moment being directed towards members of the government for various reasons. And as I said before, there are so many questions that need to be answered about how this happened, how this was allowed to happen, who knew what before this went down. There are many reports that intelligence had been shared from Egypt. The U.S. US senator came out saying that that is correct, that there was intelligence that had been shared, that the Israeli government had been warned at least three days before that this was being planned, and yet it was allowed to happen. So there is a lot of anger at the moment being directed towards members of the government about exactly how this happened, about the behavior of the government prior to this event, about the split that was created within Israeli society, a great deal of anger. I can already tell you that that anger is going to increase substantially once the period of shiva and grief is, the immediate grief is over. We all know that that grief will turn to anger. That is the classic mourning process and that that will be um, uh, that will be shown in Israel very very strongly when that moment comes we we need to already prepare ourselves for it and I'm preparing you and the listeners that there is going to be massive anger that will come out eventually once this immediate period is over we we're not quite there yet but it certainly will happen um, and so that's really the feeling. And I think there's another feeling of foreboding to some degree because 400,000 reserve troops have already been called up um, to the IDF. And um, there's almost no family in Israel who doesn't feel mm-hmm. who is not affected by it, that doesn't have a friend or a family member on the border of Gaza right now, on the northern border, standing by, ready for whatever will come next. And we don't know what's going to come next. I suspect that if this week was a massive change from last week, I think I'm, I'm expecting next week to be another huge change from what we've seen this week. We don't know what that means, though, and what to expect. So there is a certain sense of foreboding about what will happen next and how that will affect um, the soldiers, our family members, our friends who are there waiting on the borders, who are there guarding um, critical areas around Israel. What does that mean for all of them at the moment? We don't really know. Let's just talk about the internal political status because we've now seen a move which was almost unimaginable a week ago to a unity government. Um, not really a unity government, but an emergency government. And the reasons ah, I say it's is there a not yeah. really a I think there is a difference. I think that the reason why I'm considering it not to be a unity government is because the official opposition hasn't joined, that Yair Lapid is ah, not part okay. of this government right now. So, therefore, I can't see it as a unity government. But what's essentially happened is that Benny Gantz has joined the government with his party as an emergency measure. And as the leaders said on the TV announcement that they made last night, this is not because they see eye to eye politically. 
This is because the country needs to be united in the way that it responds to the current set of circumstances. And so, therefore, this government is really, really important. And Benny Gantz joining the party, uh, joining the government is important. Um, because not only because we want a little bit more unity, a little bit more support for the government's actions, but also because Benny Gantz brings to this particular government himself as a former chief of general staff and Gadi Eisenkot as a former chief of general staff. So what we see in this new um, emergency government that has emerged is three former chiefs of general staff of the IDF are all part of the government. And these are people who know the battlefield extremely well and who understand the operations of the IDF very well and who are more able to direct the war cabinet in the way that it will communicate with the IDF. So that, I think, is important. It's not a unity government, though, because um, Yair Lapid has mm, chosen, mm. for whatever reason, to stay out of it. He is still in the opposition, um, but at least we have a little bit more support. It was interesting that this unity government was expected already a couple of days ago, and there was a slight delay in the emergency government coming together. And one of the reasons for the delay was because Itamar Ben-Gvir apparently demanded that he should be a member of the war cabinet um, and that ultimately um, he has been excluded as a member of the war cabinet. So the view, the anti-view um, prevailed where he has been um, kept out of the war cabinet, at least for now. And that war cabinet will essentially be the prime minister, Netanyahu, Benny Gantz, as a former chief of general staff and a member of the unity of the emergency government. And, of course, Yoav Gallant, who is currently the minister of defense and he himself uh, a former chief of general staff. So that will be the war cabinet. There is also an emergency cabinet that's been put together, but a little bit more unity, at least from the leadership in terms of uh, managing this process and managing this war. Are they, um, is Israel still continuing bombings in Gaza? The attacks on Gaza yesterday continued and also through the night. Many casualties have been reported in spite of the fact that warnings have been issued to people to vacate areas that have been attacked. Um, the, uh, the missions and the attacks on Gaza have been devastating for Gaza, have been substantial, nothing like, nothing like what we've seen in any of the previous operations that Israel has carried out. I mean, this is a question of, of literally destroying neighborhoods, um, even though the attacks are very, very pinpointed. And I saw, for example, a video of a missile that hit a particular building. It hit the building absolutely bang on. In the, in the foundation of the building, it literally came at an angle so that all the buildings around were not hit. This particular building was hit, and it was hit right at an angle that went straight to the foundation of the building. That clearly was a video that had been um, filmed because there had been a warning that that building was going to be hit, and so therefore the cameras could be set up beforehand in order to film and the building being hit. There are still many warnings being issued. Apparently, um, the homes of uh, Hamas leadership um, have come under attack by Israel. There have been massive, massive attacks across Gaza by Israel. Those have continued throughout the day yesterday and into the night. And, of course, we will see 
um, what's happening uh, today. We're not mm. yet quite mm. sure exactly what the program is for today. But we also know that behind the scenes, there's quite a lot of action going on within Judea and Samaria, that IDF forces were active in Janine in order to um, resolve issues there. So there's still quite a lot of activity ongoing within Judea and Samaria as well. Yeah, and uh, any sense of when and if, I would yeah, not rather if and when, uh, but uh, a ground invasion will take place because it seems uh, virtually uh, impossible for it not to happen. It seems inevitable, and, and I think that that's kind of the sense of foreboding as to when that might go ahead and what form it might take. Um, my view, and I don't have any special access to um, information which is not public, but my view is that a ground invasion is inevitable. Some people are saying it might even happen sometime this weekend, but of course we'll never really know until it's happening. Um, and so we just await around um, with the expectation that it will probably happen relatively soon in the next few days. Um, but um, of course, as soon as it happens, um, I will share all I know with you. Mm, mm. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, just it's 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 bizarre. It's Thursday. Uh, it's time for me to wish you a Shabbat Shalom. It, it, it's almost impossible to imagine that this coming Shabbat will be a Shabbat just like any other, because mm. Israel has changed, well, hasn't it? The whole face of Israel, the Israel whole face has changed. of the Jewish world, Israel has, has certainly changed. changed. Mm. Absolutely, there, there is little doubt that Israel has changed as a result of this. Um, the the, the um, the face of Israel has changed. The feeling has certainly changed. One of the things that I'd like to just end off with and um, before we um, part for Shabbat and, and hopefully join again on Monday um, in peace is that um, um, I'd just like to warn listeners about a lot of the information that's coming out on the, the social media. Um, I've seen a video which Hamas has put out denying some of the atrocities that have been attributed to it. Please be very, very cautious about checking the um the, the, the authenticity of the information that you're receiving. There is so much fake news. There are so many lies out there. Be careful what you believe. Be careful of the source from which you receive the information. And be careful what you believe because so much of it is just inaccurate and certainly doesn't represent the situation at all. And uh, that is where we leave it. Anthony Rock wishing you a peaceful weekend. Please, God, and uh, may everybody be well. It's 8 o'clock. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com.